Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Welcome to Disrespectfully with Katie Maloney and Dana Kathan. Unapologetically, we're here to do what we want to do. Spilling the tea. Babe, you're going to see the power of women like disrespectfully. Welcome back. Welcome back. How are you feeling? I feel good. How are oh, you feeling? Oh, I feel good. Yeah. Like feeling myself, I would say. I'm yeah. just, yeah, I'm so excited about all the feedback we've been getting and just like it's flattering. It's exciting. I I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I feel like it was just, just like my birthday. I mean, well, <laughs> and your birthday's coming up and we're going to get into that in a minute. But yeah, I mean, obviously there's going to be the sour with the sweet. So there were mm-hmm. some trolls and that was so fucking funny and delicious and I can't wait to talk about it. But it's been such a positive response online and we're just so grateful for everyone who's listened, who's watched us on the tube. Mm-hmm. We love yeah. you. No, I mean, it. I mean, it's definitely to be expected that it's not going to be received sweetly by everybody. But I feel like overall, it's been really, really wonderful. Well, and it's like we've discussed this. We're not for everyone. You're not mm. for everyone in your life personally. And I'm like, the people who are outing themselves, the trolls are so funny to me. And I love sometimes I look at their profile and they're always like, love everyone. Spread love, not hate. Spread love, not (laughs) hate, blah, blah, blah. Like my doggos and my kids and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you're nasty. And also something that always stuck with me because I can't imagine being inside the brain. And I'm sure you feel this way too, of someone who anonymously or leaves a bad comment to someone they've Mm. never even met it's like people say yeah the person who's receiving it might see it they might not but people that know you might see it so how do you feel like imagine if you were just like scrolling on instagram and you saw me being like you ugly (laughs) bitch like blah 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 like imagine embarrassing i mean it's just it never occurred to me to go online and look at things i don't enjoy and like and engage with it if i don't like something it's not it's not part of my visual diet. No, visual diet. I know, right? If I come across a TV show or a person or something I don't like, I'm scrolling past it. Yeah. I'm not engaging with it. So I don't understand the logic, the psyche of a person who is taking any time of their day to leave negative comments or just, yeah, just, I don't, I don't know. The, the, the psyche of a troll is always something that is sort of, I don't know riveting i don't i don't know no they're fascinating it's fascinating should be studied well i mean either i'm scrolling past it or i'm talking shit in the dms to my friends like a adult (laughs) like grow up are you are you okay no one doing better than you is talking shit about what you're doing so i'm like what basement in kansas did you 
you know, post <laughs> this from. And no offense to Kansas. I'm sure you guys are lovely. But you know what I mean? It's like, LOL, babe. Yeah, I've been I've been getting that sort of treatment for a really long time. It doesn't really affect me the way it used to. I'm, I'm pretty conditioned to it. So thank well, you. Th- well, that's what I was going to say is I'm very different. So when I was on the show, you obviously have been doing it for so long. Mm-hmm. I was really sensitive to that and it did mm-hmm. affect me. And also it's like when people put lies or misinformation, that always really bothers me because it's you you want to argue with them. But there's something about protecting your peace. And now it makes me laugh. Like people are like, who's Dana? You has been blah, blah, blah. Like Katie mean girl, whatever. And they're like, I'm not. Oh, my favorite. I'm not listening. And we're like, thank you for announcing that. We don't care. Hey, you're not going to listen. Good. Don't listen. Great. You seem whack. <laughs> we don't want whack listeners. Our listeners are hot and cool and amazing. So I just I got the point of mentioning that you're not going to listen to something. It's just like adorable. You just wasted time out of your day. It. I don't know. I, don't, I didn't need to know that. So I don't know. Thanks, this, uh, thanks this, for the engagement. But this podcast isn't for you. Cool. It's then it, then you don't need to listen to it. I don't know what to say. Some of the other stuff is like, you're you're just going to abandon this podcast like you did your last one. I'm like, but I, I didn't like, do you realize that this is like pretty much just like a rebranding like to some this is just picking up where we left off and doing it just differently. I don't know. Those people are just beyond help. Like I, <laughs> I can't I'm not here to educate you. I'm not here to hold your hand. Seems yeah. like you need a hug. And I'm also not going to do that because I bet you stink. Ew. And I just don't like you. Yeah. You're tacky and I hate you. Anywho, but mostly the response was super positive. So thank you. And also so many people wrote in. We're super excited to get new advice today. Uh-huh. Thank you. Keep writing in. Someone has a birthday coming up and I need to discuss it. It's me. It's Katie. It's me. Spoiler alert. Thir- the big three eight. Well, by the time you're listening to this, my birthday will have passed as of yesterday. Yeah, this is this is from the past. It's kind of a time continuum situation. But every year when we go out to our friends birthday dinners and we are having a birthday dinner on Katie's actual birthday, which uh-huh. is the 16th, put it in your calendar, wish her happy birthday. <laughs> I ask the same question and I always get excited about people's response. I, I didn't think on this. Well, you're going to think on it right now. Okay. Every year, and I I had done some iteration of this before, but our friend Courtney Baker gave me this language, so I this is what I use and I steal it. I want to know what was the peak and the pit of your 37th year on Earth, and what are you most looking forward to for 38 and leaving in the past? The pits? Mm-hmm. Oh. Like, what was your hardest thing? I think it was like re-entering, you know, the, the dating world in a real way, and being well my version of vulnerable (laughs) which isn't the most but really kind of putting myself out there and experiencing disappointment and getting you know I don't say like heartbroken but like experiencing that Mm -hmm. again for the first time in a a while it was uncomfortable I mean I feel like that's a good one people unless you're dating in 2024 you really can't understand or you have been exposed to it the past few years because I relate to that it's hard. And even people who you weren't that serious about or you know, are, I mean, are obsessed with, like, like dis- s- it's d- the disappointment, though, and the ick that is associated with that is difficult. Yeah. And so, so I think the, that's a good one. To say that, that was like the worst. But I mean, I think that just like kind of I mean, like, like there was the worst that could happen, of course. But I mean, I think just as an overall, it was sort of just getting myself back out there and reconditioning myself in that way of like understanding that dating is, you know, you're not in the business of love you're in the business of rejection and so kind of just that it's like the saying for i don't know 
why I know this, but it's called fishing, not catching, which is just so true. Yeah. Because they're not all W's and there is a lot of rejection associated with it. Yeah. So, I mean, not that I've, I ever like am committed to any kind of outcome or I thought any of those things would work out, but I just, you can't really prepare yourself for what it's going to feel like when it doesn't, you know, and it hurt. Right. It does hurt. Yeah. So I think just like kind of experiencing a little bit of like womp womp. Okay. So the womp womp was our pit. What is our peak? And if it's not starting this podcast or when we went to Europe or the time we spent together all the time, you're fired. <laughs> well, I was, I was going to say the peak was probably our, you know, Europe trip. I think that was um, the most fun I've had. I mean, it's pretty iconic. It was really iconic. We fit a lot in, in, I feel like I'm missing something, but like when I'm just like looking back on this year, it's like that was pretty, pretty iconic. Yeah, it was. But really alive. Yeah, we did. And I love getting to just like experience new places and new culture. and New McDonald's. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Trying new McDonald's in other countries really is important to me. I think so. It's an important thing. I think you you, did you have the Cadbury McFlurry in London? Was that? Yeah, that was a hit. A hit. I had there, what did I have? Um, the mozzarella sticks with mm-hmm. the sour cream and chive sauce. Here's the thing. So we talked about chain restaurants. We're also going to factor in fast food to that. <laughs> but my plan as I travel the world is hitting McDonald's at every place because they have different items. They honestly are way better. Like we, we it's a must. I think the one in Barcelona sucked ass. No, but, it wasn't good. But in Lisbon, in Portugal and London was fire, hot fire. Yeah, it was. But London was the best. It was the best. London yeah. and Rome right now are tied for me in the world. But Ooh, okay. okay. I didn't I didn't have it in Rome. I was too busy just eating pizza and pasta. As one does. As w- when in Rome. As one does. <laughs> me and Raleigh were really drunk one night right. and needed it. So um I get it. You know, that was a thing, but speaking of we have gone on a, I keep saying this, we and I have gone on a lot of trips over the past few years, but I'm very ready for a vacation. So we need to do, we were discussing the Bahamas. Oh, yeah. Because uh, there's vacation and there's a trip. Because Explain when you go on the a, difference. Well, because for me, when you go on a trip, you are exploring. It's busy. It's kind of go, go, go. It's like not tons of like leisure activity. Mm-hmm. I need a vacation where I do a whole lot of nothing. Nothing. Vacation is R&R. It's kind of just putting your toes in sand, buy a body of water. And yeah. That's Holding a spicy it. marg. Holding some kind of cocktail tropical something with an umbrella in it when it's only half full i want another one coming from the bar yeah a, a swim up bar also prefer like a res- you're at a resort somewhere mm. yeah absolutely well the thing is you come back from europe and also we're so grateful and lucky to go on these trips and traveling all over but you're fucking exhausted yeah, you you usually need a vacation from a trip so we're going to take a vacation this year at some point and maybe i'll do a little scuba diving but other than that we will be on the beach yeah. maybe having our stella got her group back moment Ooh, we don't know i like the way you talk we make a lot of friends on trips so you know <laughs> <laughs> okay some something interesting we were discussing so we're super excited to be open and vulnerable and tmi on this podcast yeah, we want to be able to share current affairs and, and stories of what's happening but mm-hmm. i don't think either of us really like we're prepared to like how to address the current state of affairs. The roster exposure. The, we, yeah, because like we are going to be exposing ourselves and mm-hmm. we don't want to expose the innocent and the ones that maybe aren't prepared. So, I mean, obviously, well, we won't be using like actual names, mm-hmm. but also, I don't know. It's like how 
soon do you start talking? It's like, oh, I went on a date last night or last week. And it's also, I'm I'm always someone that's scared to like jinx the situation because the minute I start talking about it, and I think anyone would agree, the minute you tell your friends about somebody, they're gone. They hate you. It's yeah. over. You never hear from them again. Ghost. Yeah. That's so I feel like almost like this would be doing that with certainty. <laughs> well, the, okay. So my thing about it is one of my hoes has already fallen off. And I'm like, the thing is, I feel like they listen to this podcast and I, I don't really have a roster. Right now. Like I have pen pals, like we had discussed that. But as it continues and you're open about that, it's an interesting balance to be publicly sharing this information because everyone has that. Right. And by the way, men get to do it a lot more than women. And privately, they're not exposing themselves on a podcast, but they have it. It's mm -hmm. part of dating. If you're on a dating app, you're probably talking to multiple people. And in general, it's a numbers game. So it was interesting to see that kind of play out after I listened back to the episode. I was like, hmm, I wonder what's going to happen. And then, you know, RIP to one of them. So funny, but I don't think it's going to stop us. No, and it's, and it's an things. interesting thing because it's like I'm someone, you know, and you've had experience with this as well. But for over a decade, I've been living my life very much open on a television show. So like for me to be nervous about sharing anything that's private or intimate on a platform seems wild, but I've never had like a dating life part of a television show. So like right. when I, you know, found myself single, which I never thought that was going to happen either because from the moment I started- you got married. Well, yeah. Well, he said till death do his part. But then. also I started the show already, was already with Tom for a couple of years and mm -hmm. started the show with him and that continued. So I just, I just, that, that thought had never even occurred to me. And even though some of my friends- you know, we're single and navigating that life on the show. I just never thought that would be me. So <laughs> finding myself in the situation, also trying to date, like that has also even presented itself with being like, okay, like, well, how do I broach that conversation with people? Like, hey, like, just so you know, I'm also on a TV show that is very much about my life. And is that, something, you know, it's like, it's one time I was watching the Kardashians and not that I can totally relate to them, but they were kind of specifically talking about dating and, you know, whether or not they that person comes around and on the show. You and, can't relate to the Kardashians. That's the most relatable family in America, <laughs> I would say. Right. But it's just very true because it's like when you're, you know, just trying to get to know somebody and get to a real place and see if you even like the person, you know, you don't want to just like start just being so public about it. You want to kind of try to like keep it for yourself a little bit. But also that is just does such a disservice to your actual job and what you do and why right. you know you even have a job well it's yeah it's hard they can they can give you a goog they can look at your wiki feed which we covered in episode one they, there's all kinds of things they can find out about you and obviously you yeah. you've had way more of this but even the season i was on i've actually since our first episode have deleted the apps because i am so over it right now and it's just not coming from a good place i'll get on them when i want to but it even for me, I would notice certain people would put like Bravo fan or whatever. And I was like, left next. No, thank you. And it was always interesting. I would go on dates and then sometimes it would come out over time that they did know who I was and had mm -hmm. looked things up or whatever. There is a level of vulnerability when you go into it, not knowing anything about them. And then they have access to a preconceived notion about you. Yeah. Well, I, I talked about this like with Nick on when we did his podcast that it just feels like it's an un, like fair the playing field because I in order for me to get to know somebody I have to like spend time with them and ask them questions and you know do that whole dance where with me they can just google me and find out a lot of like very intimate 
information. Yeah, you have to be like, what's they your can, favorite color? They can watch the show. And but yeah, when I meet somebody and oftentimes they're like, oh, I'm sorry. Like I haven't, I've never watched, like I'm sort of familiar with it. I kind of know, like I've heard about it or something, which is fair. It's like, yeah, a 30 something year old dude is not really our demographic unless they had an ex that they watch a show with or their their mom or something like that. But like, typically they're not turning on Bravo just by their own. Their mom. God, I hope <laughs> they're not watching with their mom. Are they living at home? I, I mean, I don't know, but like <laughs> they, maybe when they're home for Chris, I don't know their mom. Just, I feel like it's usually exes. Like that's, you know, it's right. like, but it's just, it's fine. But then when they get, well, after talking, then they get curious and then they're like, Oh, well, I feel like, should I watch? And I'm just like, no. Oh my or God. They, maybe they do. And I'm just like, Oh God. Oh, I always tell them no. Well, they, I say, please don't like, I'm like, maybe eventually, but just like, I prefer you not watch. I don't know. Like, it's like watching like home video or something. It, well, yeah, I don't it's, know. there's just a level of weird. And also I was just such a different version of myself that's, at that time. So you're like, that is that's five software updates ago. Like, that's what I mean. Exactly. It's like, I'm well, I, it's, that's fine. But also keep in mind, like, I'm not that person anymore. Mm -mm. So you, and I, I don't know how that person sort of downloads information. So I don't know if they're going to be watching it. Because I mean, I can I'm a bit of a polarizing person on that show. And I like like the way it's not. I, don't want, I hate to say the way it's edited, but it's like you might be seeing a moment that's not particularly my proudest moment or you might be seeing me fighting with my ex. And I'm like, oh, is that how you're going to think that I'm going to be? You know, I just I don't want them to take that at face value. Totally. I'd rather them just get to know me who I am today. Well, and a lot of people, because I've seen comments on this in general, the public and I so I'd lump these people that you're seeing into that don't understand how it works in terms of what you're saying. If it's like you film something for three hours and five three to five minutes make it into the show so people don't really understand the background or the context and so things look more explosive than they are or don't understand every angle of what the argument was about or whatever so yeah it's just like yep no but so no, even you. even with this with us like wanting to share stories if it scares someone away if the same way if me being on a tv show is going to scare some way i guess good then that yeah. just means that person's not for us right i we're not going to ever try to embarrass or offend anyone but I mean telling our point of view or our side of things is still the truth yeah and we're committed to that we sure are we'll weed them out <laughs> we were just discussing this but when we stop talking the silence in this room I'm curious if other people know about this because it truly freaks me out there's a room in Denmark and you had heard of it yeah that is supposed to be the quietest room on earth and mm -hmm. it's so quiet that you it makes you go insane within minutes because you can hear you like your saliva and your blood pulsing and like think, your hair. Yeah, I think it's within like 90 seconds, but no one's been able to be there for more than five minutes or something. I might be getting those. How long would you make it? I mean, if they're saying it within 90 seconds, probably uh, probably a couple minutes. I mean, I because even when it's quiet and you don't have music on or something, there's still like noise that you can hear, like maybe outside or down the hall for like little simple distractions. But I mean, I'm not someone that needs to always have like noise. I always happen to have I like I put music on usually, but I there'll be sometimes where I'm just like I'll come home and I'll like just get busy doing something and then I'll like it'll just be so quiet and I'm just like in my like head. Oh my god, my head. My thoughts are really loud. Exhaust so. <laughs> exhausting and very loud. I mean that's why both of us have sleeping problems. Like my brain never shuts the fuck up. But I would make it. 0 0.063 seconds because <laughs> I do have to have something all the time. I sleep with a white noise machine. I know. As you know, because even when we're traveling, I have to put a, it on my phone. Mm -hmm. I have either a podcast, The Office, 
some some type of noise on at all times, even when I'm working. So if it's like quiet music, whatever, that's a saw trap for me. Like I can think of nothing worse. And even if you tried to like plug your ears for the quiet, you would like hear your fingers going in your ears. I don't know. It's a nightmare. But I'm curious if that's a thing for other people who like I can't be in silence. Why is that? Even when I'm going down to my car, I like play something on my phone. Like that's how intense it is. You not take a moment of just like just silence or just like no noise. No. Sounds terrible. That it's there, a thing, there might I think. be a condition. Probably have you ever looked it up? I have but so many other conditions. Why do I want to know? I, I feel mean, like there's like a name for like everything, right? For phobias and conditions. So I'm sure there's a, there's something. Well, I just found out the name. It's called like the dataphobic. The dataphobic. It's definitely not human interaction because I actually really love being alone. But it is a sound thing. This. Ugh, I see. I can't even look at this photo. I'm gonna zoom in on it. Can you look at this? Oh, it's like the whole thing. Yes. Okay, uh, there is something called tripophobia. Tripophobia. I don't, I don't know if I'm saying tripophobia. Yeah, is an aversion to the sight of repetitive patterns or clusters of small holes. That Ugh. one's very common. I feel like I when I tell you, I literally am covering the this photo. I'm not even. I'm done with it. I that is probably my most intense one. But I do have diagnosed OCD, and I feel like that is how it manifests for me in terms of repetitive thoughts and then weird shit like that i think this goes beyond just a pet peeve i think it's like a straight up phobia or something people who like chew very loudly or swallow really loudly it it to the point where it like really sends me into a a, a moment oh my god i can't Please, i can't we, take it when i we, can't take we were it. at the movies recently and katie freaked the fuck out because the person next to her was chewing loudly also he was eating like a shit sandwich that thing stunk so bad <laughs> i couldn't take it but like if i can hear somebody chewing slurping just eating obnoxiously loud or just just chewing and it, it it doesn't even have to be obnoxious so i can hear you chewing and i'm like you you want to take that somewhere else no this I, is this is a thing it's called misophonia People with, I'm probably saying all these wrong, are affected emotionally by common <laughs> sounds, usually those made by others. The examples above breathing, yawning, or chewing create a fight or flight response that triggers anger and a desire to, I was going to say, what is the emotion? Because you get very ornery uh-huh. around that. Mm-hmm. So that tracks for me. Emotion, I'm emotionally affected by You it. are Correct. emotionally. I'm not even, I'm not even mad at it. So it's, it's fine. Yeah. I mean, it, well, sometimes it feels nice to have something tied to it. That to identify it. That's, you can identify a feeling. Also, I'm insecure about saying yeah on this podcast thing because our amazing editors made mm-hmm. a yeah mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. made a counter TikTok about that, but I can't change who I am. I is who I is. <laughs> I is who I is. Katie was brought this up, so you tell us about it. Okay, so there was this trend uh, circulating a while back, mostly on like TikTok, where people were basically equating very non-sexual acts that people would do for one another as a body. Um, body is working into like a body count basically equating it to like that would count as me having sex with that person the ergo that's part of my body count so they would say that's a body (laughs) so i thought it'd be funny to ask you what kind of acts a person would do for you that would be a body as an example for me if someone sends me a playlist that is such a body that might be two bodies that's like tie our souls together like I need a prenup before someone <laughs> sends me a playlist. We yeah. are married. Yeah, that is deep. People are a little too flippant with that, too. OK, for me, this is actually a red flag because if someone immediately sends me a playlist, I'm like, that's the worst love bombing there is. Like you are trying to subliminally mm. 
control my brain right now. And it's also working. if there's songs on there that I fall in love with now, that song reminds me of you. Now it's like every time I hear that song, it's our song and I'm in trouble. I am a bitch that loves limerence. Like catch me I, falling in love and creating stories. <laughs> I learned what limerence was this summer. And oh. can you please share with the class because it was so upsetting. And I realized I am the queen of this. Yeah, oh, yeah. Limerence is basically you meet somebody and you create a whole narrative about a person that technically isn't even true. Like you might just start scrolling on their Instagram, see what the things that they're into. Maybe there's an ex on there. You know, like, I don't know. You just create this entire narrative about a person before you actually even know them. You work them into your life, your future with them, everything. It's a very whimsical, romantical kind of state to be in, but it's completely delusional. Well, it's whimsical in the sense that those fairies that turn on you and eat you are whimsical. Like, it's uh-huh. it's so toxic. Like, and yeah. as you get to know them, it builds. I mean, and limerence is such a pretty word. Like, that sounds like it would oh, be one, one of, of Gwyneth yeah. Paltrow's kids' names. But it's, like, so, so <laughs> unbelievably harmful to your mental health. Yeah. But... And I do it. That's my first stop. And I, I'm trying to retrain my brain, but we have... You and I both have overactive imaginations. But the playlist doesn't fucking help. The playlist doesn't help. Because, like, I, I'm such, like, a musical person that, like, I... Like I said, I listen to music all the time. Frisian is like so that's another one of my favorite words. Like I it affects me on a physical sort of level too. That like if so again, if you send me a playlist and I listen to a song and I get that Frisian, like it's on, baby. It's on. Anyways, so what what would be a body for you? You know, when you're walking on a sidewalk with mm. a guy yeah. and because I feel like th- they would be different ones for men and women that I would be interested in. But for men, they're walking on the inside of the sidewalk and they, without saying anything, you guys are just in the middle of a conversation. You're looking in each other's eyes. I'm in limerence land. And they just switch to the other side. So they're on the outside of the sidewalk. So if oh. you both are struck by a car, their big, strong biceps will get in the way. <laughs> that is so hot Body. to me. Or Body. when they, no, they like take their hand on your like waist. And then mm. move you over body. Body. What's another one for you? They're basically non-sexual sexual things that like feel like I'm like, ooh, that's so sexual, but it's yeah, like, there's nothing we, sexual about it. We fucked kind of yeah. like just now. Yeah. And you don't realize it. Get me the prenup. Wanna sign it. <laughs> I mean, somebody like laughing really hard at one of my jokes. Mm. Body. 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 Like I know I'm a funny queen, but okay. Like when you really laugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say for me, it, another one would be when they make the plans. They tell me a time, day, location, because I hate having to be in control all the time. And I'm like, immediately, yes. So initiative, body. It, body. Okay. They, you're telling me the restaurant we're going to, the time, what the vibe is. Just say you love me. You can just say you love me. <laughs> That's fine. You can just say I love you. Use your words. Yeah. Body. I would say one for women would be them complimenting your outfit. Like it's a different thing when a man who knows nothing about outfits and they like you sit down, they like put your hand, their hand on your knee and they're like, I like your Doc Martens. And you're like, mm. thanks. I wore them for you. That's like almost body. That's almost body. Mm-hmm. That doesn't quite do it for me. I would say I'm in general, it's like touching like like putting but that's like but that is we're we're, we're crossing into getting physical. what would be sexual yeah if they send you a car before your first date second date third date whatever body for me okay 
if you want me to meet your family, just say that. <laughs> you could just say that. You know when someone is like, here, read this text message on my phone. They'll they'll be like, read the, they're like waiting for your response. It's like a text or anything, like something on TikTok or whatever, and there's something you have to read. I all of a sudden don't speak the English language. So I usually just like pretend I'm glancing at it and like count in my head the amount of time it would take to read it. And I'll be like, <laughs> no, when somebody asks what... me where I want to go to dinner, all of a sudden I'm like, uh, I've never eaten before. I've like, what kind of food? What is, is food? What are you talking about? Well, it's usually something that like, it's like, it's almost like the games you play just throughout the day of like, that's you know what I mean? It's like not something, it's hard to like come up with things like totally on the spot, but it's like something that when something happens when somebody does something for you or just they do something i don't know like have you seen any on tiktok that have stood out to you well, that you yeah were, but like, it's been a, it's been a while since like this this trend was like a bit back but i just i, I thought about it and it just kind of like made me laugh because yeah i don't know are you me, looking some up yeah i'm gonna look some up because <laughs> okay. we'll see oh my god i know i'm seeing so many toxic ones about body count I just fucking can't. Can we please discuss oh, this? But like, like actual body count. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Because so, I mean, usually you're going to find a lot of toxic men talking about body count mostly, which is like. Well, because it's always it's always coupled with the the term high value, which what is that? It's some arbitrary thing where they it, it has like a little bit different definition. And also what's so just completely fresh to me is the people who are calling themselves high value, like the toxic man who's talking about wanting a high value woman. I'm like, you are not a high value person. Like you think you are, but you are gross. And it's funny to me. I'm like, I don't know any type of, it's usually like a pick me would want to be with that kind of person. But I don't know this whole discourse or dichotomy around your body count relating to your value. Well, is that was so first of all, I think that, came from uh what's his name andrew tate which <laughs> where's what jail cell is he reporting to us from I because i love him but, being like, in jail but he definitely was peddling that bullshit of yeah. like high value men only want high value women which like again like i don't know but like here's the thing and we're going to talk about men specifically here because this is not an energy i've any woman i've ever been with has brought like it's just not a thing because we are elevated and understand how stupid that is but Men want like 21 Savage said in a song, like how many bodies you got? I hope it's not more than a few. And it's like, I'm sorry. Have you ever had sex with someone who's only had sex with one person? It's probably not great. Like they want someone who's really experienced in bed. And I understand. So they're like, OK, you can get experience if you've slept with just one person over no, an amount of time. No, but you can't. No, you have. No, you can't because that's not necessarily true. But that's a massive red flag if a guy has an issue with body count. Huge. And also, they, yeah, they just want a woman who will sit on it and spin. And you're like, how do you think that you you garner that information, that knowledge over time? I'm like, um, the things that you're looking for, it's just not adding up. So it's like the Madonna whore complex of like they want this this woman who's wholesome and meets these things that are high value. But then they also want someone that they would deem as like a skank. And it just doesn't work for me. It immediately like biggest red flag. I actually had someone that I was seeing who ugh, like cannot even deal. Like this is the person who also said that they were in love with me after an amount of weeks. That was just like, this should have told me, but it didn't feel like he was coming at it from a malicious way. But we were talking on the phone one night and he was just like, what's your body count? And I was like, never in my life. And there's no shame in my game. I told him like, cause it's just not even. So do you, you know, yours. yeah, oh, okay. I do. 
I, I wasn't totally sure. And then I like had just recently gone through and made a note on my phone and <laughs> had, had done it. So I knew. And I was just like, but why do you care? Like, why is that even a question that would never occur to me to ask someone else that? And also no. men are allowed to sleep with as many people as they want. They oftentimes do. Mm-hmm. And then for some reason for them, it's a pro. But for a woman, it's a con. It's obviously a design of the patriarchy. And right. At this podcast, we are here to take that the fuck down. Mm -hmm. It was just so interesting to me that he asked me that and also felt so emboldened and comfortable to ask me that. You answered him. Yeah. How did he react? Again, it didn't feel like it was coming from a malicious place. Like, I don't think that even if I was like 2000, which it's not, he (laughs) would have have felt any kind of way about it. But it just for me, it was just weird in general. But it's like what like so people that want to know that like what what does that information do for you? Like, how is that useful? Like, so if it's I, I just I don't understand. I don't understand the point. How does that data it? point of the all the information you've gathered from <laughs> from me about me? How does that weigh for you? But it's not a I defining just, thing right, for a person. I, right. I, tr- I truly don't think it is. No, if someone if someone has slept with one person, it's not going to make a difference to me whether they've slept with one or they slept with 200. Yeah, I'm glad we ended up talking about this in general. Like it is a funny trend. But then when it bleeds over into this, it's just so upsetting. But again, I I want you to identify yourself as someone that I would never give the time of day. So please. There was also (laughs) another TikTok. I truly cannot believe that it's real. But she this girl she was on a date that was going really poorly. And so she recorded herself and it was just like ended up editing like the snippets of the things that he was saying to her. I truly believe that it had to be made up because it was so egregious. The things what? that he was saying, he was like, what's your body count? Like, I wouldn't be comfortable if you had slept with like more than five people. Um, Like, do you want to split the bill? Like all these like weird things that it was a long time ago. So I can't totally remember, but I literally thought it was made up. But she stands by the fact that it actually happened. And that she did another follow up that he saw the video and got all mad and whatever. But yeah, I'm just like immediately. No, bye. No, no, thank you. No, thank you. Andrew Tate. What I wanted to ask you about, too. So, I mean, I didn't I didn't watch the Golden Globes because I was at the the Creative Arts Emmys. Do you know? Do you know the Emmys? So I couldn't watch the Globes. Do you you know what I'm going to bring up? Yes. And I. Wait, what, do you, what am I going to... Okay. You're obviously going to talk about Joe Coy. No. But I would, okay, I would like to but talk about that. But I want to discuss that, so... <laughs> no, the, the fan cams during the, the commercial break. The Timothy Chalamet and Kylie Jenner of it all. And Selena and Taylor Swift. There was just like a lot of uh, talk about what Selena was saying to Taylor and the, the everyone was coming out with like the, the lip readers and, and... Lip readers on TikTok are one of the most valuable <laughs> assets of our time. Remind me when we're ever discussing anything in public to go like this, because they I love watching their videos. Do that, but also, my thing is always like, talk about something, but as if like you're talking about the opposite of it. Right. So like, if you're talking about something like really gossipy, laugh and smile as if like you're talking about just like anything else. Right. And like, oh. so, so it doesn't stand out as something like, oh, what's going on over there? Well, the, okay, the whole version of what has come out. So basically, Kylie Jenner was there with Timothy Chalamet and they were, there was a bunch of fan cams of them being like, I love you. No, I love you. <laughs> and then allegedly, Selena Gomez ran, runs up to Taylor Swift and says she tried, she asked Timothy Chalamet for a photo. Well, that's and, what it was. She, she like goes up and she goes, yeah. And like, 
he said no or something like that like she's just as like adamant she's like nodding her head yeah no he said no and then who whoever's sitting next to taylor because taylor's kind of covering her mouth and she's talking into selena's ear but the girl sitting next to taylor is like she very obviously says who timothy like just she is enunciating her words that got picked up by mike you can hear her say timmy or timothy or whatever so the thing is for me, this doesn't really track, though. And also, Selena, did you see that she had commented on something? It was like, that is not what happened, which I can understand her trying to save face if it was. But her and Timothy Chalamet are supposed to be friends or something. Like, I think they yeah, had done a movie. They did a movie together. What was the movie? Um, It was called like Rainy Day in New York or something. So, OK, for instance, so we're friends. I would never go up to you and say, can I have a photo? We'd be like, hey, how's it going? And you just like would take a photo. So that doesn't really track. And also, Kylie Jenner, for as much shit as she gets, I feel like I've heard that she's very kind, kind yeah. and I don't think that she would ever be so threatened that she wouldn't want someone taking a photo with Willy Wonka. Like, I don't think she went up to them. I think she was talking about them. How do you mean? I don't know. But girly girl next to Taylor obviously said his name. I think there, I think she was talking about something having to do with Timothy and Kylie. Do I know what she was saying? No. Teffy we love Taffy. We love her. She had a um, TikTok video this morning that I looked at. I don't know what it was posted, but I saw it this morning. And she's like, do I think that Selena was talking about Timothy and Kylie? <laughs> yes. 100%. Like she was a, like, girl, girls are going to gossip. And after you have a martini, that's just going to happen. If you're in the, in the room, she goes, but those fan cameras are like big brother times a thousand. Like 100%. Like that's just what's going to happen. And she goes, well, what, you know, ultimately has happened now is that because everyone's talking about it, that's now for Selena to lie. She goes, and she's my friend. And she's like, comes to me. She goes, shit, I got caught like talking shit, like gossiping with my friend. She goes, I would tell her to lie too. Yeah. Like 100%, obviously. Right. Like she's not going to be like, yeah, you caught me. I was talking shit about them. And, you know, I don't think she was saying like, I went up to him and asked for a picture. She said, no, I think they were just probably talking a little shit. You know, I don't know, gossiping a little bit, but like, that's what's happened. It's like, now she's got to like come up with, Something else that she was saying, like, oh, I was talking about some other friends that hooked up. It's like, mm, it's okay, girl. Like, yeah. it's, like, I just, you know, but I think she, I agree with what Tabby said. I think she just now has been forced to lie about what she was saying. Which makes sense. And I particularly love the But gloves. let the gals gossip. Yeah. Yeah. Let them. I mean, the way that they just can't have any privacy for five seconds and everyone talks shit about everyone. It's human nature. Relax. I love that people get drunk at the Golden Globes and like throughout the years, the things that I remember are people being wasted and then doing stupid things. And it is fantastic reality mm -hmm. television, if you will. Mm -hmm. The other aspect of this, and I know it's pretty played out, so we don't need to talk about it a ton, but Joe Coy, because last episode we were talking about unfunny, toxic male comedians. He bombed so bad. And I honestly love to watch it because the jokes that he was making, again, kind of like Matt Reif, how we were discussing, they just weren't funny. Well, if he was even saying, he's like, I wrote some of these and some of them I didn't write. Funny ones I wrote, it's like, okay, well, you're not specifying which ones. You're not helping yourself. Even by saying that, you're not helping yourself by claiming some of these, but not claiming the other ones because like half of them are bombing. By the way, you're losing your audience. When, yeah. when you're losing your audience, there are ways to recoup that if you know what you're doing. And I feel like it's kind of nuanced hosting. And perhaps he just didn't have the right kind of experience to be doing that. But the way that he immediately, when he realized he lost the room, was blamed the writers and then said, shut up because he was getting booed. Mm. Also, speaking of Selena, my favorite part of that night is watching her face when she tells face palm. the Barbie joke and she immediately covers her face. And I'm like, yeah, girl, you are all of us. But 
the point that was just so rich about it is the jokes he was making about the Barbie movie are, are exactly the, the reason point. the Barbie movie was made. Well, yeah, he starts praising Oppenheimer about like, oh, this movie is based on a 700 page Pulitzer Prize winning novel and Barbie movies based on a doll with boobies. It's like, wait a just fucking. I wonder how him and his piano key veneers felt when they woke up in the morning. <laughs> I saw a snippet of him. He was on some local news channel talking about it. And yeah, I mean, I think he was just making more excuses. But you know, that had to hurt. There's no way. Like, what do you think hurt more? Him doing that performance and bombing or Chris Rock being slapped by Will Smith? What do you think was more painful? I think it was Joe. I think it was Joe because at least, you know, the there's the obvious physical pain of it, but you know, he, you could, you could just stand there and kind of take it and keep your mouth shut. I mean, repeatedly putting your foot in your mouth is just kind of embarrassing. Yeah. I'd rather have the fresh prince's open hand palm on my face than put my foot in my mouth because that's what keeps you up at night. Yeah. 100%. Again, we've been talking about the Barbie movie for an entire year and a, it's specific nuances and what it's about. And for it to get to that point now, it's at the Oscars. It's being nominated, recognized on such a high level. And you're going to just reduce it again. It's just frustrating. Yeah, I guess. But here well, we the are. girls who get it, get it. Hi, Barbie. We're sticking together. And also, hi, Ken. Ryan Gosling was also horrified. He was just like, you're so basic. I'm like, OK. A lot of people it wasn't just the women in the room. There was a lot of people that were just like. Yeah, De Niro was like. Like you could just see. <laughs> that was a really good De Niro impression. Okay. Love. I like that. Speaking of body count and things of that nature, because we were, you and I were discussing this and I was curious your feedback. So I want to talk about nudes. Oh. Because they're important to me. And <laughs> I, again, there's a lot. Our of, nudes or like all the nudes? All the nudes. Every okay. single nude is important to me for different reasons. And I think in our culture, it really is a type of currency. Most people do it. And if like the judgment around it and people being so negative, I think it's absolutely ridiculous. If you want your titties out and to share that with the class, then you should. And I think that's amazing. <laughs> when again, it's different from men and women getting them from men. There's so many things to be observed in in the photo. So I always look at like the background. What is the creative direction? Is it are you know are they putting their whole body in it is it just like holding their dick in a photo I don't know I personally love to get them because I want to know if it's worth it for me to pursue I was talking about this recently with a guy and he was asking me like what like what kind of pictures should you be sending a girl I'm like I personally haven't I don't get a lot of them I don't know and the ones I've gotten are kind of made me like cringe a little a little bit i don't know like there's not a lot of creativity i don't i don't i just i i truly i don't know so like what 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 have you gotten that have you been like that was a good solid photograph right there but when you got them was it consensual or not meaning did someone send it against your will or had you requested it? i never i first of all i've never requested a photo well <laughs> i request them because also so what of, do you ask you do you ask you're like i want a photo of this no, I don't. I don't specify appendage. I basically I just ask for a nude. I'm like, but this I, is what it, he was saying. He's like, they're, they're just asking for a photo and I don't know what to I send. Mean, obviously, I mean, your dick if it's a guy. But I send <sighs> I typically don't have my face in it. And I'm, you know, and mine are no. like 
a little artsy and it depends on how deep we are and that I, what I'm going to send. And also I only send them to very special people. I mostly send them to my best friend. We've also discussed this. I love sending my nudes to my friends because they deserve them more. And sometimes they don't even make it off the cutting room floor. Like sometimes I'll just send them to my friends and then I'm like, this is too special for some idiot that I'm not going to know in three weeks. Mm. But if you are special enough to receive one, I want that reciprocated, you know, scratch your back, you scratch mine. So I just I, I like it open to interpretation. But it, if it's a man, it typically is the junk. And for me, I'm like, that's what I've been fooled before. So I yeah, I want to know before we're hooking up, like, what am I working with? Some of those guys like really know their angles. I, I mean, like. obviously, just like we do. But that's why I'm like, OK, what is there anything in proximity that I can use for scale? <laughs> There's those people on TikTok that can like figure out how tall a guy is based on like some like random object that they're holding or something and they'll be able to figure out totally but i'm not an architect or a scientist so i mostly but, it, we, we, but also like size sometimes doesn't matter okay it doesn't unless unless it's like we don't lie to each other in this friendship dana but unless it's like you know well, we're talking like a micro happened. That happened to me once. And it was okay. So well, but I'm saying like if it's in a picture, like if it looks like it's an average, you're great. No, exactly. I'm, so, well, that's the thing is I feel like there's a lot of fear for men around that. And I do agree with you to an extent. There's also other things that very much make up for that for me. Um, so, you know, it's not an it's not like a full stop. It has to be a really dire situation for me to be like, I am not interested in this. Or also if their room is really creepy, like there it's dirty and there's <laughs> okay. things going on and well, like your color sheets, the are. Navy sheets the with Navy. the stains, like babe, that is not going to work for me. How but many pillows are on your bed? How many pillows are on your bed? What is the condition? Is that pillow from Goodwill from 1996? Can I see you can inside tell, the pillowcase? Take the, take the cover off. That's what I want to see. Is the pillow white still? Pants off, cover off. Yeah. That is going to tell me everything you I need to know. You need to make know. sure that your pillow itself is not yellow. Do you send nudes? Um, no, besides to me, not like have you ever got an, any kind of yes, n- you've said, well, I've you were shown in lingerie, you, you were I've, in lingerie. I've shown you. No, you texted me in Raleigh in a group chat. Yeah, you know, you've Come sent, on, what? You, you've sent them. I showed you I showed you a, a photo I was sending to a particular guy, but it was never like I'm never like new and it's never my face. Yeah, yours is I feel like yours are more suggested nudity. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's like. Yeah, but it's more like Playboy nudity, not penthouse. I made that mistake last night. We're talking about it. But no, and I won't put my face in it. But it's like, I've only really done that with like a couple guys. I don't know. Like some guys, it's just like, they don't get that kind of like text sort of exchange going. So it takes a particular kind of person to bring that out of me. I have my ass out on Instagram and shit. So for me, it's like, okay, if I'm sending you a butt photo or whatever, and my face is never in it either, or if it is just a little bit. I'm kind of like, okay, are you going to expose me? Like, whatever. And also that's illegal. This completely naked in front of an entire camera crew on Vanderpump Rules. So like, for me to get like shy about a photo that is from the neck down with like a bra, like, come on. Yeah. Girl. Uh, I don't know. I personally love them. I think, I think more men should send nudes. I, you know what? I've never been sent like a, a dick pic just like on just open up my phone and be like, oh, hello. So I have, I'm a little offended. Like I, I, I feel like <laughs> I, I don't want them, but I just want to know that someone, you know what I mean? I mean, I would say, I take that back. More men shouldn't <laughs> send them. I, yes, I do know what you mean. Please don't but send them, more, but like more, I want to know that they're there. I want more women <laughs> to want them because here's the thing. 
I don't. If, if, if you don't, that's totally fine. But I do think I would never send a nude if it wasn't like warranted, like it was requested or you're leaning into it. So yeah. for some men, I've had that happen to me before where it's like all of a sudden I'm just looking at a dick and I'm like, I scream or throw my phone. I've almost cracked a screen before. Like it's, <laughs> it's shocking. Should we answer some questions? Yes. I am so excited for this segment. We are going to be calling it WWDD. What? would disrespectfully do love it so yes we should so by the way guys so many people wrote in it's amazing thank you keep writing in but we do have some notes today we are going to answer them anonymously just to be safe if you want to be anonymous just say anonymous otherwise we will read your name also a lot of these were novellas they were biographies we look we want to know the details (laughs) but keep it short and sweet we are more likely to read it if it's shorter and if there's like a specific question or like specific advice sometimes it was just kind of like i just felt like you were venting and not i'm not really sure like what you were getting at or like if there if you needed advice or you just wanted to like pillow talk with us so like short and sweet but also like so i'm wondering if i should do this or what you would you know i just i wasn't it was a little hard to like sort of decipher what you were asking or what you need from us. <laughs> right. So please do those things. So anyway, WWDD. Let's get into it. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Has the winter season taken a toll on your tile, upholstery, carpet? Call Cyclone Cleaners, 570-726-6200. For all your carpet, upholstery, and ceramic tile cleaning needs, it's Cyclone Cleaners, also offering odor treatment and soil and stain guard. Choose the only cleaning company that supplies the water to clean your home and disposes of it when they are finished. Call Cyclone Cleaners to schedule your cleaning today. 570-726-6200. Yes. Okay. So the first one. Oh, quick note. We're also, we're just reading summaries because they were so long. So we're summarizing, but Please, going forward, just keep it short and sweet. Yeah, so we're going to summarize these. Okay, so X has been dating someone for two months now. He says that he wants to take things slow, but how long should I wait? How many months would you give him to make things official before ending it? I think you've kind of given it enough time to like naturally progress into something, truly. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a, the person that doesn't want to like force things or rush things but i think two months is plenty of time to like sort of let things naturally progress or get there like i don't know what kind of conversations you've been having with him if you've talked about you know what you want ultimately but i think i think around now is when i'd be like hey listen this has been great but like i really want things to go to the next level if you're not here for it then bye-bye i think it's hard to quantify like you said it's not like necessarily an exact amount of time i think it's a feeling I would be curious to know how old this person is, because like if you're 22, yeah, maybe you give it more time. But if you're in your 30s, 40s, whatever, and you know what you want and you've been spending this amount of time with someone. First of all, ladies, we are done asking what are we get that out of your vocabulary. It's not just on the other person. If you want more and you want to be in an official exclusive relationship, then you need to say that. Just say, 
hey, we've been seeing each other for two months. I really like you. This is what I want. Curious to check in and see how you're feeling and what you're wanting. And if you're not on the same page, then close the book, sister. This is kind of taking things slow. I mean, after two months, wanting to to take things to another level or wanting exclusivity is is still taking things slow. It's not proposing marriage. Right. But I think also like, so like moving forward, I think it's always important to like ask somebody right out of the gate, like what are their intentions? Not necessarily with you, but just in general and dating, wanting to know what p- person is looking for. No one goes to a dealership not knowing what kind of car they want to buy. Like, what is their plan in terms of dating? Are they just like wanting to just like have fun and meet people? Okay, great. Is Are they looking to, you know, get into a relationship with the right person? Okay, great. Like understanding what somebody is doing out in this world in on a date with you is important to know. So you want to know if like your intentions are in line. Otherwise, don't mess with that person. Yeah, and it's like you, It's it's not just about, what the other person wants or where they're at. I feel like this is more you need to trust your own intuition. Yeah. If you guys been seeing each other for a day, maybe don't have that conversation. But if it's been two months, I feel like you intuitively know. And I am betting you already have the answer because Mm -hmm. if you're having to think this way, I feel like the other person, it would naturally just progress. So be bold. Tell them what you want. I think you do have that conversation. You asked what somebody's intentions are when it comes to dating. Yeah. Right away. But yeah, no, you don't ask. You don't ask somebody to be like exclusive with you after couple dates I think you get involved with somebody if you're both looking for the same thing eventually right you see how things go right does that make sense yeah okay all right okay Um, (laughs) next question second one this person is 26 and goes to school in Hawaii she came to California during her winter break to visit her family and got with a guy she has gone to high school with they really hit it off and talked a future together after school but then she got drunk and called him 30 times and set a, sent a bunch of texts. After sobering up, she apologized twice through text and didn't hear anything back. It's now been two weeks. Should she send a text explaining herself or just leave it? This is so triggering for me because, I mean, obviously we've all been there, but I had such a traumatizing, incredibly embarrassing experience in college. I was had gone through a breakup with someone and they started dating someone really fast, like maybe two or three weeks later. And that always happens to me. But I was obviously upset about it. And one night got belligerently drunk. And I like still remember this one snippet, but I looked at my phone in the morning and it was like a 20 minute conversation. I'm surprised he even allowed it to go that far. (laughs) But I remember being like, I know you still love me, like blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And he was like, I actually don't. I've moved on. Like, it was so embarrassing for me. And I'm also like, my friends were standing there. I'm like, why are you letting me do this? Um, That led to me not taking my phone out for an entire year. I went to a college in a small town, so that was I was able to do that. But I was so traumatized. I hid my phone from myself. So personally, Mm. would never do it again. Why did you call him 30 times? I get it. You were drunk. I and all the text messages, I would be curious to know what the content of those texts were. I can probably guess. I could probably imagine it was like, where is this going? Where are you? Blah, blah, blah. Like, what are you doing? I would say you have to just let this one go. Yeah, you're going to have to take the L on this one. Take the L. You you put him off like what 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 is explaining yourself further and also like what but is don't re- like but don't get down on yourself like no. listen like like we've all had those nights where like i don't know we become possessed and mm. <laughs> things happen i don't i can't oh i've looked like emily rose a few times i'm like <laughs> i need an actual exorcism so yeah i get it but yeah take the l learn from it you know this is if this was enough also to put him off he's not your person and i totally feel for you don't beat yourself up but just move on. There's nothing to explain. You were wasted. And you made a mistake. Yeah. Don't be too hard on yourself. 
Next question. X is about to graduate college. What is the best advice you give for somebody who is about to enter a completely new phase in their life? Well, it's been a long time since I was not in college. (laughs) (laughs) But I think when you're on the precipice of something that is just like so big and new and fresh, I think it's just really exciting to embrace sort of the unknown and that like anything can happen and be open to all the possibilities too. I know like right now I can feel like, all right, this is my path. This is where I'm going and have that sort of plan. But understand that the universe will have a completely different plan for you as well. And as long as you're open to receiving anything that comes your way, it's going to be really exciting. And I love like a new phase in life. Like when I got divorced and all that at first, at first the, the, the idea of like, now I got to start over or this like transition is going to be so difficult. Once I moved past that, like those scary feelings or feeling like there was just going to be too much and understood that this was actually a really exciting time and kind of a gift to myself, it became really exciting and really happy. Totally. There's this speech that Steve Jobs gave. Um, It was a commencement speech at Stanford, and I think it was like 2004. Highly recommend this person and anyone looks the speech up. I listen to it all the time. It's one of the most impactful things I've ever heard. He basically breaks it down into like life, death, career. Sounds really weird, but he it's it just was so moving to me. And whenever I need to draw inspiration or I'm entering a new phase, I listen to it. So highly recommend that. And basically he talks about the fact that like you really have nothing to lose. Life is short. So I'd say if you're going into a new transition, it's okay to be afraid, but don't allow that to stop you from doing Mm. what you want to do. Life is so transient please just go after whatever it is and live by your own intuition, what you want to be doing. Don't worry about what you think is expected of you or how it should look. Trust the process, which is such a big thing, especially if you're young and getting out of college, like you're getting to know yourself and developing who you're going to be long-term. So go with it and also have fun. Please God have fun. There's this phrase I love that's we are in our bodies for such a short amount of time. Yeah. It's so true. I think also your twenties, you're not, meant to like have it figured out. I think it's supposed to be a very exploratory time and just to figure out what you like, what you don't like, kind of like just having fun. Like your 30s things start to click and come together. So your 20s just explore, experiment. I got an F for my 20s. I A plus (laughs) for my 30s, killing it. But 20s, yeah. So don't take it too seriously. Okay, so this person is a 30 year old woman who very recently left her boyfriend of three years after giving him many chances. Now that she's single, she's having an existential crisis. She feels lonely and is tempted to get back with her ex, even though she knows he's not right for her. Sister, I am imploring you to leave this person alone. First of all, you're 30. You haven't even been born yet. You are so young. 30 is the new 20. In existential crisis, if you're feeling that way, that you want to get back together with someone that is wrong for you, that tells me how much work you have to do on yourself and you really need to learn to fill your own cup. And I'm not saying this from a judgmental place or trying to be harsh. This is from my own lessons that I had to learn the hard way. So learn from my mistakes. Don't make them. Fuck this person. Trust your intuition that you broke up with them for a reason and allow yourself to sit in that discomfort and allow the growth to happen because that is where it happens. Yeah. I mean, I think that person, you know, she talked about him being like her best friend. And I I know it can be, it can be so easy when it's comfortable and you, you know, you think that like, okay, well we have this history and we're comfortable and we're best friends. 
but why not just stay? Because yeah. like, you know, it. I get it. The dating world is very scary and it can be very bleak and grim at times. And But I think staying in something that you ultimately aren't happy in and isn't good for you and is more toxic than it is something that adds value to your life isn't the answer. Mm-mm. You you know that it isn't good for you. And I think just giving yourself a little bit more self-love and praise, it will get you out of that slump. And it can be so much better. It's going to suck for a while. Exactly. So you're like thinking about what it's costing you right now to be alone and mm-hmm. that discomfort. But what is it going to cost you to stick with a person that sucks? You're don't block your blessings. You're you yeah. can miss out on the correct person for you or the correct thing. Like right now, I think you should try your best not to center your focus around who you're with or without. You need to focus on you and mm-hmm. figure out what makes you happy. What was the biggest ick moment on VPR? Like you need to close your eyes or skip through because it's too hard to watch. Mine is so easy. Fat pussy. <laughs> okay. P-H-A-T. With a P-H. So when we were talking about earlier that you don't have full context, that episode, we had actually filmed a open mic. Like I was doing stand up that night. and. I remember I had two vodka sodas before we sat down, which also tells you how deranged I was. I was still drinking vodka sodas. So gross. (laughs) And I was drunk. Like I am a someone who can drink a lot and I keep it pretty cute. Like it's seldom that I look messy. And we sat down and I could tell immediately watching it back how drunk I was. And I also like vaguely remembered in the morning saying that and being like, oh, my God, I remember I asked production not to put that in. I was like, that's going to ruin my life. So what I meant by that was Lisa Vanderpump is very in shape and has a great body for her age. And it just didn't land and was a bizarre thing to say and haunts me to this day. I, <laughs> I cannot watch it. I hate that entire scene. Uh, Ugh. What's my, yours? Mine are usually like any times were involved, like being drunk on camera. Like, Ugh. yeah, like I definitely got to a point where like I cannot be I, I don't like to get like drunk in general like I really try not to ever like get to that point period these days um but even back then it's a very sobering thing to see yourself just sloppy and gross like probably the uh season two when we're at Peter's birthday and I'm like the whore in there like just I just I'm like (laughs) it's just gross I don't know I just I like that's cringy to me I mean one of the most valuable things that came out of the show for me was that mirror held Mm -hmm. up like there were so many things about my life I didn't realize at the time and it is a really sobering thing when you see yourself in a certain light and you're like huh that's icky I need to change that I don't want to be like that I don't let's not do that again no yeah so don't say fat pussy on television people (laughs) yes anyway anywho I think that's a good place to end it. Please keep sending this in disrespectfully pod at gmail.com we love hearing from you guys and want to keep doing these yeah until next week until next week happy birthday thanks girl just love you so much love you okay bye bye babe you're gonna see the power of women like disrespectfully i came from a low-income family that was that was struggling You see how hard life can get. GCE became a part of my life because I don't want my family to fall back into that. I never thought education would take me this far. I'm still young. I still have a lot to do in my life and just want to get things done the way I want with a good education under me.
I'm Stacy and Grand Canyon University helped me find my purpose. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.